Today in part three of the interview with David Lung, he is the CEO of a company that makes a product called New Caffeine. Today we're talking about going beyond an energy drink and creating caffeinated sauces, for instance, to put on any one of your products. And we're talking about combining it with other products where you can be mellow while energized at the same time. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's talk a little bit about your, just the industry in general, because additives for drinks, what it, whether it's a caffeine additive or any other type of additive, is just really starting to become available, especially to the food truck owners. Because for a long time, you know, we were the, the redheaded stepchild of the food industry. We couldn't get anybody to give us anything or sell us anything for that matter. So let's just talk about the, just the industry in general. From your standpoint, are you completely unique with, with uh, new caffeine or are there other competitors? And you certainly don't have to mention them, but is it a, I, I guess, a saturated market for you as an industry or is it wide open right now? There are a couple of competitors out there. <clears throat> uh, challenges and, and where we find the value for us is we've been much better at being able to abate the taste of bitterness. We do a lot of work with flavor modification and to make it natural at the same time is very difficult. Competition doesn't doesn't have that in their, their drinks and caffeine and water. It's not hard to do. Right. It's not hard to put together. But finding a way to make it one safe to use and two to make sure that you get rid of the bitterness. I mean, there is you'd be surprised at the amount of effort the industry has put into flavor modifications to get rid of bitterness. I mean, it's applicable to pharmaceuticals, it's applicable to caffeine, it's applicable in a lot of places, and uh, the tech is not necessarily easy to get your hands on. I guess the, the standpoint of the your industry is still really in its infancy then? I think so, but alternatively, um, given how strong the FDA regulates these types of things, now I, it's not like a pharmaceutical drug where you have to regulate it with the FDA and have a, a license and all those kinds of things. But um, a lot of people that, that fear that there might be risk there. So certainly there's room for growth, but alternatively, let me give you a perspective about the safety of powder caffeine. Something like 50 milligrams of caffeine is one over 32, one thirty-second of a teaspoon. Think about how, how hard it would be for somebody to actually properly dose using powder caffeine at their house. Right. Yeah, that would be near impossible because you'd almost have to weigh that and do those grams. Well, uh, milligrams, right? Not even oh, milligrams. So that's why the FDA is sh shutting down a lot of people who are selling powder caffeine or at least sanctioning them and telling them, hey, don't do that because it's dangerous. Um, so liquid caffeine is, is more diluted right. and was certainly great for commercial use or personal use, but dosage is incredibly important. And again, like I said, anyone could go to market with a product. One, one of our competitors has a pump. You don't know if you're getting 80 milligrams or 160 milligrams when you pump. You don't, that pump is not regulated. A, a lab right. pump costs $350, cheap one. And nobody's putting that on their product, right? Oh, no. You won't be able to sell it. Sanctioned by the FDA, yeah. 
That's a good point. As far as a pump goes, you know, being a food service, we actually have really good pumps if we spend the money. Most people won't spend the money. They'll buy that, you know, plastic jug pump that will, if it's set, the product in it actually leaks back out into the, the jug that it's in. So when you go to push it, like you said, it could be a full dose. It could be a very minuscule part. So now you're like, oh crap, I didn't get the full stroke out of this pump. How much is already in there? And then how do I you know, rebalance it so I'm not overdoing the caffeine, which is a negative for the guest or overdoing it portion-wise. So now it's a negative to your profitability. Having the pour system like you guys have makes a lot more sense because you can visually control it as opposed to depending upon a jug pump. That's just sophistication, right? I mean, it's made to be easily dispensed by people who aren't good at dosing things for right. food manufacturing, right? But it, but you look at the food truck we've talked about, I don't know if they measure from the bottle or not, but if they wanted to, given the number of milligrams of, of caffeine per milliliter, you would be able to pretty easily figure out, okay, so if I'm serving 16 ounce drinks and I want X milligrams of caffeine, uh, it's this many per gallon, then you could measure, pour it into a gallon, mix it up, and you're done. Then every time you dispense, you don't have to worry about not measuring properly. Right. That's what drink manufacturers do. If you think about a drink manufacturer that's doing just like Coke or Pepsi, for instance, there's a whole lot of, I guess, science behind how those fountains work, and people don't realize it. And those fountains still have to be adjusted. You have to measure to make sure it's giving out the right amount of syrup to uh, water ratio. Otherwise, you're losing money or, or worse, the product doesn't taste like it's supposed to taste. Talking about those powders for just another second, mm -hmm. I know that when you're doing sugar, like in iced tea, for instance, there reaches a point where there's saturation and you, can, you cannot dump more sugar in there because all it does is just sink to the bottom. It doesn't increase the sweetness of the tea. Is caffeine the same way? Can you only put so much caffeine in the liquid before it just, powdered caffeine, just before it just sinks to the bottom and, and doesn't dissolve? There's so many things that go into that from a, sounds like a simple thing, and, and you can do that at home. The challenge is knowing the right temperature and the right amount of caffeine based on the chemistry that will allow that to happen. There's only so much caffeine you can put in there, but it would be more than, than you would want to drink. I mean, you don't, wouldn't want to maximize even at room right. temperature how much caffeine is there. Now you boil it, you can put more caffeine in there. But again, it, it, that's part of what I hope our value is here is that we've made it not only available, but easy to control. Um, you don't have to buy expensive measuring equipment. Any product anybody could overuse, like me, I was drinking four or five of these darn things a day. Right. Didn't stop Monster from going to market with it. It's my stupidity for drinking four to five a day, right? I uh, shouldn't, have, shouldn't have been doing it. But it's about the safest way we can put it in the hands of people to run their business or to use in their in their home without risking them being hurt. I mean, caffeine powder, you can put it as much as you want into anything. You can't stop somebody from doing that. But alternatively, they don't have the equipment at home or the scales, the the spoons, the, the wherewithal to understand the chemistry and how much you can or can't use. And obviously that's why the FDA would say, whoa, we, we don't like you selling that product to the general public. And the point being of that, that question is your product is simple enough to use that all they got to do is just follow the instructions that come with it and they can be profitable. They can have a good tasting drink as long as the base that they're putting it in tastes good because your product doesn't change how it tastes and they don't have to worry about well, by design. Exactly. And that's the way it should be. I wish we had some other products that, that we could do that with. So let's go on a, just a little yeah. bit of a tangent here for just a second. And this just came to my, my creative side. Besides drinks, would this work like in a sauce, do you think? Would it be something we could add to a food and, and create a whole new line of, here's a caffeinated sauce for you to put on your burger or whatever? <laughs> uh, yeah, it would. Here's the two things I would say about that. 
Um, we do have customers that actually do that. We actually had a <laughs> cannabis company make CBD gummies with it. Okay. Caffeinated gummies, uh, certainly. <laughs> okay. Would that contact, just be a contact, fight between that product? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the THC <laughs> that, that they're counting on, not the CBD part. Okay. <laughs> uh, THC and caffeine. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. But I would make sure before you do that that you contact us so we can make sure that what you're doing plays well with the chemistry. And what I mean by that is this. Uh, the bitter blockers, if you heat them up beyond... Say 200 degrees, mm -hmm. uh, you may lose some of the efficacy of the bitter blockers, which would change the taste of caffeine in your food. They might need to change the, the sequence of which you work. So if you create the sauce and you heat it up to make sure that uh, the herbs and whatnot have a, a solid flavor permeating throughout the tomato sauce or whatever other thing you're using for sauce, you might want to add the new caffeine after it's cooled. And then you can reheat it to whatever you need it to be as long as it's not at a certain temperature. I mean, we are always open for people to call us and we'll tell them exactly how to use it to make sure they get the, the best output. That's awesome that you're willing to you know, kind of give direction to people so they can get the most benefit out of using your product and also make it you know profitable for them and safe for the consumer. Yeah, we don't charge for that stuff. In fact, we, we can custom make formulas for individuals if they need it. We actually have, you'll get a kick out of this one. Everybody's talking about non-sugar or sugarless drinks. Mm -hmm. And you've got Stevia and you've got all these other products that are imitation sugar products. They're natural, no question, but they might have a weird bitter taste on the end. We actually have our hands on, and this is where you laugh, it's a protein. It's not even a carbohydrate. Protein that activates your sweet receptors on your tongue. And you get the sensation of it being sweet without having any sweetener in it. That's pretty cool. And we use it in a couple of products. So we actually, the, there's a cannabis company that actually makes, again, cannabis energy shots. Go figure, like you said, they might, why are they competing with themselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, hey, I'm, I'm mellow and hey, I'm high. So exactly, yeah. But um, <laughs> we actually add that to their, to their new caffeine. And in that formula, they don't have to use sugar in anything. So all they have to do is pour our stuff into their flavored whatever, can it, and send it out the door. Crazy tech. And that's why I say... Through technology, you'd be surprised at the um, technology that goes into this and still trying to find things that are natural and sourcing things from all over the world to make unique products that are safe. My wife was making a good point. What you're describing, wouldn't that be really good for diabetics that you know, want to get that sweetness? There are products in the market that use it. It's not widely known as to what it is or where the source is, but there's more and more of, of it coming out because people are looking for healthier alternatives. For a lot of diabetics, that would be a miracle to be able to get the sweetness yeah. and not have the negative side effects. Well, in Stevia, you know, there, there's a lot of alternatives that are out there. Stevia's got a weird aftertaste. So do yes. saccharin. It said it's safe again, but it also has a weird aftertaste. Then you start looking at sucralose. Sucralose is actually bad for your intestines. Um, it, it feeds bad bacteria. It's a modified sugar. They add an extra electron to a sugar molecule. And it, the reason that you, it doesn't get absorbed in your body is because the molecule is too fat for your intestines to digest it. So it just flows through your system and the bad bacteria in your system ends up eating the sugars. Um, and it, it'll definitely over time give you some gastrointestinal distress. But yeah, it's really hard to find something that has some weird after effect. And for the final part of our interview tomorrow, David and I will be talking about how to keep things simple. 
Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.